0: Requires high-speed internet connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on direct TV. Terms and restrictions apply.
1: Plus minus. Curry, way down top! <laughs> oh, what a shot from Curry! Tim Kalakami deserves all the credit there. <laughs> Plus minus. Play driving! Again! Oh, you're killing me! Tell Marcus that he asked the, you know that question about my defense. You hear that, Marcus? Anthony, you know me well, buddy. Y'all have a great night. I think you got the highest plus minus in the season in NBA
0: history. Hello and welcome to a we're gonna call this an off-day Warriors plus minus for the week. That 9 p.m. tip, Tim Kawakami, Marcus Thompson are with me, Anthony Slater. Somebody asked us to announce our name. Um it, that 9 p.m. tip uh, makes it so we need to do a morning podcast. Yes. It is a scramble at the late, end of yo. those games. Way too late. Crazy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to get a lift at 2:20 a.m. or whatever the hell it was. It was a uh, it was a little rough last night outside the, on the causeway outside TD Garden. But uh, we we shall go on. We shall go on. It's late though. I just tell you when you guys are reading these stories, like how late we're working. It is really late. So then we wake up in the morning and we record the podcast after that they
0: uh that 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 crowd had a good time yesterday. though causeway was just the wreckage at two, after just a, a late night party that uh, included an easy, I wouldn't say would you say it was an easy Boston win? I mean, they controlled most of the game. They were actually down. How about the Warriors getting up briefly in the third quarter? That was random?
2: Yeah, that was amazing comeback, but you did sense like that took so much energy, took so much out of staff, I would say, you know, more than anything. Uh, and there wasn't like other, other than clay, there wasn't like other people coming along with him. So he couldn't do that all by himself. Uh, that's a little bit of what I wrote about, you know, obviously including the injury, but, um, which we can talk about, I'm sure, but like, you can't just be Steph Curry, especially on the road. Uh, and it was largely Steph Curry uh, some other guys chip it in, but it's a lot to ask on the road against that team with everything they're sending at him, including their bodies. Uh, and It was pretty amazing on accomplishment just by him to get to that point where they're. I think he he had the three to put him ahead. Right. I think he did. Yep. It was short, short. It it was short lived. But man, that was pretty immense achievement just to get to that point. Somebody else had to pick it up from there. Like he he just couldn't do it for the whole time. And, you know, body parts are going to be sacrificed as He's trying to do this. This is this is a tough haul for Steph Curry unless somebody I mean, I, I would say Draymond Green. You know, Jordan Poole. Somebody has to drop in there and give him. You know, give the everyone else a, a major lift, and it did not did not happen last night.
1: Yeah, and the Celtics, conversely, have all of that, right? I mean, when when Steph hit his three, it was Marcus Smart who answered, right? Uh, they, they they got they just got guys producing, and the Warriors haven't. I mean, they did get Clay, which was you know as good a sign as any, but especially in that fourth quarter. When they decided, yeah, we're not going to do drop coverage on Steph anymore. Like, they just need somebody else. And they it, they just can't do it without somebody else. Wiggins had a lot of good looks. You know, uh, I think they need more Jordan Poole. They need something more from Jordan Poole. But if if Boston is going to hit from all over the place, and they're going to get contributions from up and down the roster, like the Splash Brothers, they just, they just need more than that. It just can't be... Some threes and the two wins. That's what it was. When the Warriors won, they kind of limited the other guys, and you know they forced Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to beat them. So to me, that that's kind of the difference in the series. I mean, Robert Williams was incredible. Marcus Smart was incredible. Grant Williams was good. Horford was good. They were just they just had a lot of contributions. And you start looking at the Warriors bench, and you're like, where are they going to get support from on the road in that environment?
0: We should probably. Talk about the staff injury briefly, or maybe not briefly. I mean, it could be the biggest play of the series. But uh, fourth quarter, about four minutes left. They're down, uh, twelve. I think, 11 or 12 at this point. Um, Marcus Smart comes in for an offensive rebound that, you know, they give up because they gave up 15 offensive rebounds. It turns into a loose ball. Al Horford falls on his foot in a scramble. Um, he plays through it, which I think is key here. The original foot sprain he had, from boston you know it was the it was the Marcus smart one in march um he tried to take a couple steps to to get on in transition after it happened and he like couldn't even attempt to jog basically so he went back to the locker room and wasn't seen again for a month essentially this one it hurt he said it was a similar injury same foot um, but he played the next what would you guys say like couple, three, couple four possessions? Minutes, yes. Yeah, a couple minutes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and honestly, like if it was a close he game, clearly Steve Kirk yeah. made a clear post game, like he was yeah. going the distance. Yeah. Like he would have played the next four minutes. Um but limping post game, it's clearly hurting. He had it wrapped. Um I mean you guys saw it was weird when he was walking out of the press room, it was like all reporters stopped <laughs> and were just like staring at him walk. And you could tell he was trying to be like, come on, no, don't. Oh, yeah, here. he was totally uh, trying to hide but, that limp.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah, yep.
0: he was. But you could tell he was grimacing, you know, as he's putting weight on it. Like, you know, they have 44 hours. They have various treatment plans. I mean, um, they, they have ways, I, I assume, to take some of the pain yes, away the pregame, we, if the, you know what I mean. have
2: ways to do that, yes. Yes.
0: Um, so we'll see it practice today, you know, they're down two one. I mean, it's obviously such a massive game for if he can play, I would expect him to play. But as Tim was kind of alluding to, even if he is playing a limited uh, version of Steph against this Celtics team is danger.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He's going to play. I, th- I mean, he's going to play. It's, it's a, a massive game, but one, he ain't playing 44 minutes. He wasn't playing 44 minutes before this. He's not playing 44 minutes now and it's going to be some limited version of him uh, in some way you know whether it's takes away from his explosion to the rim or you know for those drives or whether it's on defense and they're going to need someone else who can create and i don't know i mean has anyone else created really created an offense in this series it's it's been mostly Steph i mean we've seen it before but now it's really going to come on uh, other things because Again, I am I, pretty sure he's going to play. Even though, I mean, I think that might be in question. I think he's going to play. He said he he can't see missing a game for this, but he also didn't say I'll be fine. It'll be great. I'm going to 100. That that's not going to be the case. It's going to be a really tough one. And I, I mean, I think all things go to Jordan Poole. Like this, this could be your moment. Like you're going to have to do some stuff. It can't be a 20 minute, 10 point game like it was last night, uh, and uh, or else. Steph's going to have to, like, go into the waters and have a miracle. Mark Jackson is, might have to show up and put his hands on him or something. Uh, and because they need every bit of Steph Curry they can get. They need to maximize him. And, it, again, it's cannot before, he can't play 44 minutes on this ankle. For sure. He probably couldn't play 44 effective minutes anyway in that environment. It just, it's just impossible, the stuff that they're throwing at him, literally and figuratively. And
1: now uh, the Warriors have to come up with something. Yeah, but how do they go? I mean, the tricky part is they can't get anything without Steph, really. Yeah, that is the tricky point.
2: That is definitely the tricky point.
1: So I don't, I don't, I don't know how they do that. I don't know how they manage Steph, like you know, not play him a crazy amount and still be able to produce against that defense. Uh, Especially it's it's in this Boston too. That that's the that's the difference. Yeah. In Boston, it's a bit different. Do you
0: guys, do you guys remember the game he sprained his foot in uh, March? Yeah. He it wasn't, yeah, it was in the second quarter, and they were not playing well at the time. I think they were down maybe twelve ish, and I think they went down like maybe like something like eighteen by half or you know, but they made a massive third quarter run, uh, and and nearly, I mean, they ended up losing by double digits, but there was like a 10 minute stretch where they basically, without Steph, like came back on the Celtics. And I understand it wasn't a finals game. You don't have the atmosphere, you don't have the physicality, just like the the stakes, everything that has gone into these finals. But Jordan Poole brought them back in that game. I don't know if you guys remember, he scored like, you know, a ton of third quarter points. He was hitting a bunch of like pull up threes from the top of the key. Um, This was kind of the beginning of that Jordan Poole surge uh, in some ways. Um, And I just think. What Tim said is right. I mean, like, it's just if Steph is hindered at all, like, it's just got to be Jordan Poole. And, like, to me, that is a massive concern right now for the Warriors because he just doesn't look even like his normally confident self, even if sometimes it's irrationally confident. I thought he was super deferential to start the game. Like, the first nine minutes in game three, he was basically playing like traditional point, he'd bring it up and then pass it off and like scatter away. Basically. Um, He only took one shot. It was right away in his first nine minutes. Then he got a little bit more aggressive, but you know, still it's a lot of like, you know, just over dribbling with the ball. There was that one possession. He ended up scoring. It was a nice move on Robert Williams, but it, Took about 19 seconds of dribbling, as uh you know Steve Kerr standing at half court, you know like telling him come on pass it pass it pass it, and he eventually scores. But um he's just not been take, that productive.
2: It takes a lot also. to score on a Celtics. I think that's what we're yeah. seeing. Like it takes a lot that that drive is not there. That you know the explosive you know one move drive. It's like he takes two moves, takes three moves to score. And that one play, the one that we were talking about, when he, he kind of went up and under. Uh, yeah, it, like That took like five moves because of how good Robert Williams is. And then if not Robert Williams, you have Horford and you have Jalen Brown swooping in. You got Marcus Smart. Uh, th- that's been hard for Jordan and especially the physicality because we know he's not the most physical player. And I'm watching some of those, a little bit of those highlights and those offensive rebounds. How many times do you see when it was Poole not touching anybody? Uh, th- that's a problem. and That's a whole other problem. But offensively, yes. Just like I think he just has to put his head down and say, "I'm going to find a shot somewhere." It doesn't have to be at the rim. It can be five feet from the rim. It can be ten feet from the rim. It can be extended out to the three. Uh, they need volume out of him. You know, they need th- threat out of him. To try to open up. Like we used to talk about, he's got the same. True. You know, similar to Steph' gravity. It's not clearly not as powerful, but they just try to move the defense and to get other people shots. Because Steph's the only one doing that right now. Now Clay, you know, took advantage of it in the third quarter last night, a little bit in the second quarter, but um, they need more than that. And the only guy they got who can do it, other than Steph, is Steph is limited, or even we've seen with Steph's really good, they weren't gonna they they didn't win the game. You no, know, they didn't lose because he got hurt. They had lost the game essentially already, even with Steph playing very well and getting those clay shots. They just need something else. And uh, Boston makes it hard for that something else. I mean, we're seeing that it's, it's no, you know, not a terrible thing to say. It's hard to score against Boston. It is hard to score. Although, what they score eleven in the fourth quarter, like that's evidence of Boston just physical dominance and the Warriors kind of, you know, falling apart there. Just you know, that the open of the fourth quarter, down four, Steph coming back in, was it miss, miss, turnover, turnover, turnover. I mean, now Steph Curry with those three back to back to back turnovers. Uh, it's hard to play the Celtics.
0: Bad, bad passes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jordan Poole, I think, should just shoot more. Just yep. shoot the jumper more. Just take it more often. you mentioned volume. Marcus, what have you thought about just Poole?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know if he's – to me, the point of attack is has just been the issue. Uh, and, and Steph is strong enough to kind of power through it. Um, I wrote in my piece, he's got – only Jason Tatum has more drives. And Tatum had 19 in game three. So he was just head down going to the hole. So, pool like, he can't turn the corner like that. But somehow or another, he's just kind of got to be aggressive. Uh, like like we saw in the end of game two where he's just like, all right, I got Grant Williams on me, I'm taking him. And, and it's decisive and it's clear. I think in the fourth quarter, they, they just don't shift it up a gear. Like, they, they're kind of like, that's when they, like, turn to their offense, right? And they're like, all right, let's run, let's run some actions. Let's run some motions. But that's not... That's not really going to work against Boston. They work when they're in pick and roll, when they're hunting matchups, when they're guys who can you know, play make and move the defense, have the ball in their hands. And that's that's Steph and Poole, right? That's, that's who that is. So I don't know if they – like they had Marcus Smart on him a couple of times. Like he, he, they've got to like look to get him the matchup that helps them. It's Grant Williams. It's, it's Peyton Pritchard, right? It's Robert Williams. He had a nice move against Robert Williams in the paint. But just it's heavy. It's got to be heavy ball handler, pick and roll, ISO. It's got to be heavy on that and less on the the movement and the, and the, the off ball cutting because that stuff, especially when the game's online, you see what Boston does. They cleared out. They put potato at the top, and it's like go make a play because that's how you win games like that. So it, when Poole has the confidence to do that, like they got he's good, but they got to give it to him, right? They got to make sure put them in the matchups instead of kind of being passive about it i don't and they, they're doing a lot of draymond like four on three draymond make the play but that's not really working either because they're not like draymond's not a not a spread offensively so they, they've got to put the ball to Steph or jordan Poole had pretty much the majority of the game especially in the fourth quarter
0: We've waited too long, probably, to have a Draymond Green segment. You kind of let us into it a little bit right there. Um, he has been the barometer in this series for the Warriors. He was l- low energy and um, much too casual in his closeouts in Game One, and they lost uh, in a large part because they gave up way too many open threes. Um, in Game Two, he just you know a, a fire had been lit under him. He I mean, he has that memorable jump ball in the first possession, and obviously he becomes a major storyline because of the way he uh, interacted with the Celtics all game. And I think generally his um, upping of that uh, just physicality, energy, whatever you, everything, game two, led him to a win. And then he comes in game three. You kind of expect him to be. Um, I, I just thought he was going to be a lot more on edge uh, in game three, and he just wasn't. Um, It was – it almost felt like a regular season performance by him um, that just not matching what was needed. And, you know, he finishes obviously with just a nearly silent stat line, two points, four rebounds, three assists in 35 minutes, fouls out, six fouls. Um, And, you know, you do look at the – you know, I wrote about the rebounding issues. They gave up 15 offensive rebounds. Well, he's at the heart of that, especially, you know, they went smaller more than – they had been. Kevon Looney only played 17 minutes. I think that's its fewest since, uh, that, you know, remember when they inserted him back into the starting lineup. He had seven rebounds in 17 minutes. Problem is the other amount of minutes in the game, um, they were not rebounding. Porter wasn't. Wiggins was, you know, Wiggins had seven, but uh, Tim mentioned the pool, uh, you know, issues boxing out earlier, issues with physicality. Yes, there are other people who I think were at fault. B- Steph was ball-watching a bunch. But Draymond Green needs to own that interior, and he just did not uh, at all, in in really any ways in the game. And you know, I, he accepted it post game, called himself soft, said he stunk. Um, but that's, I mean, I don't know. It, to me, his play has 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 been maybe their biggest issue through three games, at least the two losses.
2: Yeah, this is, Boston makes it tough for him. I, I just this does remind me. Clay said he's got 15 vibes. I saw, I felt a little 16 Oklahoma City vibes with Draymond. That length. Uh, And that was peak Draymond, like peak, 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 peak Draymond, and that length really bothered him even back then. And I think he didn't play great. The energy wasn't great. A lot of this, you know, there's a lot of things we can discuss that that go into this package. But he he just, I think he's like a little bit, like he doesn't know what to do against Robert Williams when he gets in the lane and when he's going downhill and four on three. You know, he doesn't know – Exactly. If he can, he finish? No. can he? Does he pass it to somebody who's going to just jump the lane anyway? Uh, offensively, I think that's some of the issues. And defensively, he just, like, the size is getting to him. Now he's, he can play better and he can fight harder. Uh, and, and it was surprising that it was as muted as, as the performance was just because you just figure Draymond loves this role, right? He loves being, but he loves people chanting his name. Uh, in a very derogative way, uh, he thinks that means that, you know, he, he's got their attention and he's going to answer it. But I also think Robert Williams, Al Horford, Jalen Brown, Mark Lee, they're tough for him to play. And they have to uh, adjustment, a tweak, I don't know. Uh, or, or it's just going to be him barreling into the unknown. Like, you know, you, you kind of want to know where you're going to end up when you're barreling down line. Against the Celtics, you kind of have to just pick something and guess and hope it comes out right. You might end, end up not looking very good. But that's better than being hesitant, I think. that's better than like second-guessing every move you make, and I think Draymond's doing some of that. And some of it is just like Robert Williams is just, just being more physically dominant, and that will happen. Uh, they need, I think, one of those just Draymond shot out of a cannon. If it's good, it's good. If it's bad, it's bad. Uh, that's what they got in Game 2, and they're going to need some of that. And it might be bad, but the energy level has to go up and just see
1: where it takes them. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a lot... It's a lot to ask him, like, he he has to, like, he has to compensate for, you know, the lack of size, the lack of length, the lack of athleticism, you know, the lack of explosiveness with energy. And I think what we're seeing against the Celtics team is that it's really difficult for him to get there, like, in consecutive games, right? Uh, it's tough for him to summon. You can see him, like, on some of those rebounds, like, like he was jumping with all he had, but Robert Williams is just, you know, <laughs> just bigger. And that normally is enough for Trey Mond, but it's not enough in this series. I think I think the the bigger concern is his defense and not the offense. I think there's far too much focus on his offense. But I agree. He couldn't take away Jalen Brown. He didn't take away Al Horford. And they need him to anchor the defense. They, they just need him to. They need him to be a factor on that end. And if that means, like, hey, don't worry about offense, then he needs to do that. You know, then they need to let him just be a screener and not try to answer the whole, what do I do in the 4-3 pick and roll? But he he. if he's not a factor on defense, they don't really have a chance.
2: And defensive rebounding. like <laughs> yeah, That's all part of defense. He's got to, they cannot give up those offensive rebounds. Cannot do it.
0: Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer, if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover dot com slash credit card. I mean, as we have these conversations, obviously, but the one we had about Steph earlier and physically holding up Draymond now and facing the Celtics. Like, I just, I do think these next couple games, few games are somewhat of a a referendum on the age of this core and, you know, just where this is going, not only the next week, but the next few years. Uh, And it's been an unbelievable playoff run and they have reannounced themselves onto the stage. They have proven a lot, even if they lose the next two games, they've proven a ton in this like resurgent season, resurgent playoff run. But, you know, it's like, you know, we're talking about can Draymond amp it up for, you know, over two straight games? Can Steph physically hold up over the course of this, um, you know, series? And it's just, I mean, Steph is 34. Draymond is 32. Clay is coming off, you know, two injuries that to me have made him more inconsistent as a scorer than ever. And it's just like that's what I think we're going to – if the Celtics just wrestle away control – and you know, kind of send the Warriors to the offseason pretty convincingly, we're going to probably start talking a little bit more about just like the age of the core. That's what would be my prediction. Yeah,
2: no, I mean, that's going to be it, no doubt. Uh, it is the finals. Isn't that going to happen anyway? Really Win or lose? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, they're, they're old no matter what. Uh, Are you guys feeling it yeah, more? Yeah. Like to me, yeah, I'm feeling even it more this- like within the series, and I'm probably going to write about this uh, later today, is... I mean, are they going to lose too much if they try trot out Kaminga at some point? Like they do have some athletes. I understand it could be a disaster, and 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 maybe like odds on would be a disaster. But is that a lot worse than the minutes they gave Bielitsa, or you know, trying to fake it with some some other non super athletes? Just throw them out there, see what happens. Um, maybe a little moody, like it just to to try to put more and more responsibility on Steph, Clay, and Draymond. Especially in Boston, I don't think that's the way to go. I just think it's just too much to ask of them against those athletes playing at that speed with that physicality. They, they you know, they might be able to pull, pull it off. You know, again, get a win at home and you get another win at home, push this series deeper. But I just the answer in the short term. There's always there's going to be tons of questions. You know, in, which we've all known two timelines, right? We, the two timelines for a reason because one of them's old, uh, but that's going to happen no matter what, as as Marcus said, like there's, they win the next three games. You're still, we're still going to talk about it there and Steph's going to be 35 next year. Uh, But I think they, they've shown enough. Those guys have shown enough this postseason, which has been, again, as you said, a great postseason. They've run into an incredibly athletic team. think it on the short term is Jordan Poole and whatever the young guys can possibly pull out. And what the Warriors would say, if we're going to put a period at this, a theoretical period to this season, Warriors are going to say, that's why they have James Wiseman, too. Now, Warriors fans might blanch at that, and the league at large will laugh at that, but that's what the Warriors are thinking. they got James Wiseman, and Kaminga, and Moody, and Jordan Poole, and that's how they work. You know, They work the other three guys in next season, and that's where, theoretically, some of this comes from. I would say, get that jump started. Let's see what Kaminga can do in this, this situation. It's, it's brutally tough. It's really hard. He might fumble the ball three times and become right back out, but that's their answer down the road. Maybe it's a little bit of their answer in, in this series. Yeah, I, I definitely
1: think they got to go deeper. I mean, to me, like GP2, what he played, 11 minutes, Otto Porter. Like, to me, you kind of got to lean into that. I mean, it's Clay brought up 2015. It's like they that was strength in numbers, man. Remember, they, they were deep. Yeah, they, they were relying on guys... Remember, David Lee changed that series mm-hmm. in game three when they ran high pick and roll. Okay? And then obviously they made a change to put Andre Iguodala in and Sean Livingston and Leandro Barbosa. Like, it's just a, it's a lot to ask for them to lean on that. I, I mean, I wrote about, like, you know, part of, maybe part of the issue is they do lean on this championship pedigree too much. Uh, and, like, that that doesn't bring you force, right? Like Celtics don't care about that. <laughs> they're not they're not worried about that. They're playing with force. Like they're playing with like energy and hunger. And somehow the warriors gotta find that. And that's how they won in twenty fifteen. It wasn't when they won in twenty fifteen, it wasn't based on the fact that they had won a championship before. It was they had a certain urgency about them, right? They had a they had a will and they've gotta figure that out. But I think the answer is like Depths. It's putting some, you know, some hungry guys out there. Like, I'm, I'm with you on Kaminga and Moody. If, if it's not for just but for four, three, four minutes, if it's it's some kind of fight, right? Like it's some kind of something the Celtics have to deal with. I feel like that's what they have to do, if nothing else, to save. Like Draymond played 35 minutes and he wasn't great. I don't know if the answer was 35 minutes, <laughs> right? If he doesn't have it, the answer is probably rest, right? Like, save him up to get him. Maybe he's got some energy down the stretch for the fourth quarter. But they, they kind of have these pieces that they can use. I just feel like the answer is there. That's where the answer is. And if if those guys, if the Wiggins and Otto Porters, if, you know, Jordan Poole and all that, if they can't get it done, then they, they don't win the series. But it's very clear. Like Steph, Steph's had a great series. He's like the lead scorer of the series. He's been the most effective playmaker. But they need more. They need something else. So I, I like the idea of the the veterans who haven't been there before, you know, having an impact, right? And kind of leaning on that, or even the youngsters who haven't been there before. But I agree. I I just think it's a lot to ask to ask these three. 30 year olds to take on this Boston team. You see what Clay drove and Jalen Brown blocked him from behind <laughs> and then was yelling at the crowd. It was like, yo, know, th- th- these dudes are different. <laughs> this is it. like he looked 25 compared to Clay 32 in, in that play. I, and, you know, how, how do they respond to that is the real question.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think part of their hesitancy to put in Kaminga is like, this does feel like, you know, a run for the dynasty core and like they want to go down. I mean, you know, it goes back to preseason. It's like play the veterans, sign the veterans in the off season. You know, obviously the, the skepticism that they should even add the draft picks was, was always there early in the season. And I just, I, I have a belief that they want to kind of go down with, you know, playing their style. And like, you know, when they put Kaminga out there, it juices up the athleticism. He gives them an extra body, particularly in isolation situations, to put on, you know, Tatum or Brown. Um, But I just think they're – are concerned it's like okay suddenly we can't play the flowing style of offense suddenly he's making two defensive mistakes which by the way you know some of the veterans are also yes, making yes, but
2: yes i'll point that out you know what i, I don't want to be flippant above, but you know what would be the greatest you know respect for the dynasty guys is to win another championship <laughs> however you can do it uh yeah. and they're still going to play 36 minutes a piece or whatever it's going to be it's just within the margins it's just in the combinations uh, and it's not like they're getting incredible play from the supporting players right now. And I'm not, you know, I, I think Wiggins was actually pretty good last night. He just couldn't he couldn't hit a shot, but he he was out there. He was trying to play at the same speed as the Celtics. Like he was the one guy I thought was trying to play at that speed. Clay a little bit on offense, maybe not so much on the other side. Steph of course, but I'm saying the, uh, of all everyone else, Looney looked a step slow. Draymond looked two steps slow. Uh, there are various people, and, and so you were not exactly getting great play out of some of the supporting casts. Throw 10 minutes to Kaminga or Moody or both. Again, it might be a disaster, and I'll say it's a disaster if it was. Uh, And believe me, I think the head coach might point it out to me if that all happens. And I write the column that I'm writing. But uh, I I just think the the greatest thing you can do for Steph, Draymond, Clay is to give him more help. That's the greatest thing you can do. It's The greatest setup for them is to let them be great on their own terms and not have to try to be great for everybody else on the team. And uh, I would just, yeah, I'm writing my column as we're doing this podcast, so maybe you don't even have to read it. But uh, that would be my idea. I think they're in that, you know, they're not in a let's just do it the way we've always been doing sort of situation. Hey, if, if there's 15 vibes, they made this, they made the lineup switch in Game Four, down two-one in Cleveland, and they pulled out bogan and they put Iguodala in. I mean, they don't have that to do right now. It's, it's not the same under Iguodala, but. Something of that magnitude, I think this feels like that is necessary, especially when Steph's limping, especially when a lot of things are in question. This is the only game with only one day off, by the way. The only one in the finals, and it's the one where Steph got hurt uh, in the previous game. That that is a, yeah. a unique situation for them. You, I mean, you
0: know, it's. I think just seeing, reading their tendencies, reading Kerr's tendencies and this course tendencies at times this season. I think, you know. I 100% understand the argument of, like, Kaminga and leaning that way. But I'm almost expecting them to lean the other way and go, Andre Iguodala, like, you know, this is, you're getting 20 minutes. Like, go down with the ship, essentially. Um, We'll see. And the other thing is, and I mean, you mentioned lineup chains. Like, the problem for them right now is, like, Looney's playing well, well to the point that Like, not only you shouldn't replace him in the starting lineup, like, why is he only getting 17 minutes? Especially the way Draymond's playing. Like, Draymond, 35 minutes, Looney, 17 minutes. Who yesterday would have been better as the lone big out there in, like, a smaller lineup? Like, probably Looney. I mean, he's rebounding better for sure. Even if it's it's just
1: five more minutes, right? Like, not only is Draymond fresher, but, like, maybe Looney could be the one big... You know, like, while they go with the smaller, you know, smaller players. I mean, he pulled Clay, but Clay got a rough start. Clay got, Clay came out pretty early. And it was like Steve was like, yeah, you don't have it right now. Take take a break and then come back. Like, to me, I think that should be, like, the standard protocol for guys who don't have it. And if Draymond doesn't have it, he probably will for game four. But five minutes more of Looney. Probably makes a difference. Uh, I think, you know, like especially when the problem was they were getting so destroyed on the boards.
2: What was that? Was there a game against Dallas where Draymond only played twenty nine minutes? Remember that one? Was it was I, I forget which was that five? Well, I mean, yeah, look, there's. Yeah, I mean, he's. They've done it before where they've cut Draymond's minutes down a little bit.
0: Two of their biggest wins, I'd say a few of their biggest wins in these playoffs. Obviously, Draymond gets ejected in Memphis. Yep. He doesn't play the second half. But remember, I believe it was the game six closeout of Memphis where Draymond fouled out. He was in foul trouble all game. He struggled. and like They were coming back with Looney. That was when Looney had 22 rebounds. And um, there, there's, just, there's been a, a, a few games where Looney is the lone big with more space out there. You know, the way he's finishing, I mean, I'd like to go, I should go look at his field goal percentage for the playoffs. But, you know, he's had nice moments as the, you know, singular big out there. But, uh, you know, we only got about six minutes left or so. Crowd, environment, what did you guys just think generally?
2: It was loud. <laughs> it was really loud. Uh, it was vulgar. Oh, it felt but like, like old Oracle. Awesome. Boston crowd yeah uh, and it definitely could feel it you know the, you know the, the Warriors didn't even say oh we didn't hear it like you felt it you had I mean it just was a, a living thing you understood that uh, and the Celtics absolutely living on it or absolute, which is what they should do you should ride it and when when Oracle got super loud with the Warriors they just wrote it and that's what was happening last night uh, good crowd, you know. You listen, to the Fu Draymond stuff is is what it is, but it's it's a crowd. It's a passionate crowd. Warriors should try to feed off of that too. You know, to take one of those road games like they've done in 26 consecutive series, right? How many times did we throw that stat out there? Uh, they, they got to meet that, and they didn't. They did not meet that. I also, most, it's because the Celtics played so good. You know, it wasn't the crowd; it's the Celtics playing so good. But that was a a crowd that affected the game.
1: I mean, Clay, Clay talking. Clay caring about the kids was wild to me. <laughs> There's kids in the crowd. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was hilarious. Think about Just the, the he,
2: kids. Think yeah, about the children.
1: Like, ah.
0: Just the way he puts answers. Sometimes <laughs> he's like, "We've played against very. We've played in front of very rude people. <laughs>
1: yeah, he, they they were a little salty about it. you know. Even Steve basically you know took a, took a little jab at him. Uh, uh, I think that means it'll ramp up. I <laughs> think. I think that, no, yeah, I no think that means they, no. they lean in because you know, it it the, the Warriors
2: since w- What's it? I thought it was a sign of respect, right? Like they, if they if they hate you so much, it shows that they they, they fear you. That's what I thought. So, yeah, you know, I think the Warriors are a little hot after that game. And I mean, I don't. They didn't love the foul calls on Steph, I'm sure, and they wanted. I
1: mean, I put this in my story, but why are they not? Why are they not standing up for Steph in that end? Like, that's that's part of the playoffs, man. Like Steve coached up Phil Jackson. He was always working the refs. Like, you know, yeah. why are they – In the media? Yeah, like, in why the are media, they not – I don't understand why they aren't doing that. Like, forget – I mean, you know, Steph is not going to do it just because you don't want to – you know, that's just not his style. But it was weird. Like, I mean, Steph had one free throw, and – you know, Marcus Smart is being very physical. I mean, they all are, oh and it's like they're they're just not going to say anything. That's just to me, that's weird. And not only
0: not saying anything, I thought it was should they should have challenged his third foul. I mean, it was that weird situation where Derek White kind of fell over while like was coming up to set a screen, and you thought maybe the foul was on Wiggins. You look at the replay, and it's just. Derek White just kind of fell over, and it was late in the first half, and they had spent the entire second quarter trying to protect him, you know, going to zone at times. Steph was playing, like, you know, his worst defense of the series because he was being so, like, hands-off to avoid the third foul. They get a ticky-tack non-foul, really, was the third, and I'm like, challenge it. This felt like the best. And, like, you, you could not only argue, yell at the refs, tell the media how much you don't, like what's going on with Steph, whatever, but like challenge that call. And suddenly he goes in the second half with two fouls. Maybe he's just freer. I don't know. But it's funny.
2: When Steph asks for a challenge, they don't do it. And when Draymond asks for a challenge, they almost always do it. Uh, I, maybe that's just the way it just seems that way. It's anecdotal. But uh, Steph wanted a challenge immediately. And now he's wanted challenges before and and not been a great moment to do that. But uh, yeah, to try to get him off of that. They third didn't foul. challenge a call at all, by the way, yesterday. No. Nope. So, no. Nope. You know, may,
0: I get the argument of saving it for later, saving it for the fourth, but it was never used. And maybe if Steph doesn't have that
2: third, some. Well, stuff, I'll say I that fourth was was not was not smart by, by or it was the sixth on Marcus Smart. Too. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, just the running behind him as he's dribbling up. All he has to do is stop, and then there's your fourth foul. Uh, and I don't think he stopped. I think he just slowed down, and Steph kind of and he veered into Steph's, the path that Steph was running trying to steal it. That don't do that with three fouls on the road in the finals. Just don't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but by the way, that sequence changed the
0: game because yep. you know they're coming back, they're getting traction at that point, and he does the reach and gives Marcus Smart three free, free throws. Marcus Smart makes three free throws. Then they throw a bad pass that goes out of bounds. Then they stand around and like kind of I don't know, complaining at each other mm-hmm. while Jalen Brown runs up court. And they just throw a you know, inbound from basically near their own hoop over the top to Jalen Brown for a dunk. Steve Kerr timeout. I thought that was basically game.
2: Yeah, they weren't even complaining really. It was just like, oh, you know what? That was kind of weird. Okay, uh huh. And then Phew, right over their heads for a dunk. Uh, and that was Draymond, by the way. I mean, Draymond. I mean, maybe he wasn't solely responsible for it, but that's his guy. Uh, but you know, Draymond was at the baseline. Maybe he isn't supposed to get all the way back. But uh, they kind of just kind of stopped in the finals close game down you know to, to go down 2-1 a little of a sign of the kind of lack of focus or whatever you want to say and they'll come back harder in the next game but again you know it's kind of like losing game one you, you put yourself on the brink you have to play a perfect game you don't play a perfect game you're down 3-1 that's a problem
0: all right fellas well we are getting kicked out um so uh we will talk in as, Friday night, another nine PM game. Yeah, we're not doing a I Saturday got a morning. I don't yeah, know. We're not doing guys, a Saturday so
2: morning we're... record on that one.
0: Uh, Saturday morning, Fly. I'm gonna be in the air, yeah, so. So. So,
2: so let's record on the flight.
0: Right. yeah we'll figure it out but uh yeah i mean this is uh, this is the game of the season to this point you know game four down two one on the road don't obviously want to go down three one so um warriors you'd expect some type of response for them at least just from a, an energy and a mindset standpoint and we will just watch out for updates on steph curry uh you know from practice uh we're, we're gonna be heading to practice in a few hours here in boston so we will talk to you friday night
2: See you. We'll go to Marcus next. Yes.
1: I like to begin by repenting for my press conference (laughs) sins.